to the Uncomfortable Reality Podcast Show, a show shattering the norms and bringing you that raw, uncut, and unfiltered talk you need and love. So relax, kick up your feet, and open your mind as I'm bringing your host, Randall. The first black. <laughs> it's been a lot of chatter among the so-called pro-black community that in order to be the first black in whatever high position, you must be in an interracial marriage. Now, I pointed out Colin Powell being the first black Secretary of State and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs and Obama being the first African-American president, both of whom were married to black women. But, hmm, it did little to convince them that theory was flawed, so I thought, well, well, let's discuss it and touch on that thing that makes us uncomfortable. Interracial dating and marriage. Let's go. Hello, hello fam and welcome. Welcome to the Uncomfortable Reality Podcast Show. I'm your host, Randall. And on today's show, we're going to touch on something that's um, kind of out there in the pro-black community. Does America only select its first black whatever by who they are married to? Interracial dating and marriage. Let's get into it, shall we? First black woman named Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris. Ketanji Brown Jackson, first black woman on the Supreme Court. Kareem Jean Pierre, the first black person and first openly LGBTQ to hold position as White House Press Secretary. These are just some of the examples given by a small percentage of pro-black activists that I feel is a bit of a stretch, but let's get uncomfortable and discuss dating and marriage outside the race. So, not only was it illegal in Nazi Germany and apartheid South Africa, but also right here in good old USA, up until 1967. Loving versus Virginia. Rich ruled race-based restrictions on marriages violated, violated the Equal Protection Clause of the United States Constitution. Now, there was a study, I think it was conducted back in uh, 2008, 
in 2008 uh, by a see, Jennifer Brader and a Rosalind King. And it was on behalf of the Education Resources Information Center. So this study examined whether crossing racial boundaries increased the risk of divorce. So this study, it concluded that overall interracial marriages had a higher rate of divorce, particularly for those married during the late 1980s. Hmm. What was going on in the late 1980s? I don't even remember. <laughs> now, a 2009 study also found interracial couples were at increased risk of divorce. And one consistent finding of that study is gender was significantly related to divorce, i.e. white women had a higher risk of divorce as compared with interracial marriages involving Asian or black women. The study had observed couples with a white wife and they say, well, it was probably related more to a decreased support from family members and friends. And they also noted that white women were viewed as unqualified <laughs> by their non-white in-laws on how to raise and nurture mixed-race children. Hmm. Now, let's get real. How many of us have seen a mixed child Mainly little girls, but how many of us have seen a mixed child and think she don't know what to do with that child's hair? <laughs> Come on now. Y'all know we have seen it and we have had those thoughts. They know that baby need a perm or some braids. <laughs> you feel me? A lot of us had those grandparents or even parents say to us, don't you bring home no white woman. <laughs> now, just imagine what some of those white parents say. Hmm? Now, my family, my family is awesome. We have every nationality and religion from Asian to Latino, white to native. As a matter of fact, I have a cousin, James, who is married to a white woman, and James himself is mixed with Asian. But when you are around them, all you see is a family that, in my opinion, is a model, a model of how a family should be. Kids are well-mannered and look amazing, and mom is by far a portrait of what motherhood should look like. And James, man, that brother. James is a top-tier husband and father. They made it work. And I'm proud, I'm really proud to say they are my family. Love is love. And I, for one, 
will always, always stand by love. Now, we do have those that date and marry interracially for other reasons that I feel cast a cloud on the ones who are in love. You have the brothers who date outside their race for spite, or the sister that dates outside her race for attention, or the curious white woman who does it to be a rebel, or the white man who does it for the experience. Here in the 21st century, and with America turning brown, it's crazy that we still see interracial dating in marriage as taboo. Does America only select this first black whatever by who they are married to? Mm, in my opinion, of course not. I think it's just an easy talking point for us in the pro-black crowd. And, and in my opinion, kind of shows a level of insecurity among us. We have had a lot of great leaders married to their own. Some came before interracial marriage was legal, which probably contributed to them staying with their own, or they just loved who they loved. We always only see black and white. And funny how when the subject is interracial marriage, folks always jump to the loving versus Virginia. When in actuality, that wasn't even the first. That's right. It wasn't even the first. But being, being because it was a black woman and a white man, it's all America points to. Virginia was dealing with interracial marriage way back in 1952. I believe they're in Nam and Nam. I don't even think I said that right. N-A-I-M, Nam and Nam. Han Say Nam and Ruby Elaine Nam. Now, if I said that wrong, y'all correct me. Please, you know, send me a message. Let me know how I pronounced it wrong. But it was a white woman and a Chinese man. That's right. And they traveled all the way to North Carolina to get married because at the time, the only law on the books in Carolina was, again, blacks and whites. So basically, they found a loophole. But when they got the got back to Virginia, <laughs> well, it, it didn't sit well with little Ruby's folks. And she eventually filed for an annulment. You see, most have never heard of them because we as Americans always only see black and white. But interracial dating and marriage has been around long before Supreme Courts and would be here long after. So in closing, a strong black family is revolutionary. Don't get me wrong. A strong black family is revolutionary. But a strong family is spiritual.